Hi, I'm the self-development coach, Johnny Lawrence, and welcome to something a bit different today. This might not be the usual setup because I'm in control. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, your usual host, uh, Jake Preston, uh, is here with me. And today I'm going to be asking him some questions. There's been a lot of people... I believe through different mediums, social media, email and whatnot, that been asking about your story and, and your sort of motivation behind starting the Powerful Life podcast. Yeah, that's right. So, because you didn't want to sit there and talk to a camera on your own, <laughs> yeah. which I understand. That's weird enough as it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is a bit, yeah, yeah it can be a bit strange, uh, especially in this environment. Uh, so, you've asked me to come in and ask you some questions. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll see whether you live to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good, you're right. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, it's, it's an absolute honour. Thank you for asking me. No, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on. It's, you know, it's great to be able to have someone you can trust to come on and do this. And, you know, you've got a brilliant podcast yourself yeah um, thank you so you know a man who knows what he's doing as well it's just quite nice (laughs) well we'll see (laughs) (laughs) no pressure (laughs) so um obviously as i say the purpose of this is for people to find out a bit about you the host of uh, the powerful lives podcast yeah so i mean i suppose we'll start there shall we um what led you to create the powerful lives podcast um i listen to a lot of podcasts and I just I just love listening to you know to all sorts of podcasts but I like to listen to ones that will benefit me and I just thought oh do you know what I could do that you know and uh, I was like I, I, I really <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so I thought you know I can't just sit down and talk about the game at the weekend it has to be something interesting and um you know I thought about where I've I think I watched an episode once or listened to one and it was about you know someone making mistakes and learning from them and and I thought you know I could maybe make it about that a little bit and try and help um, people take their opportunities by having guests on mm. that have been through an experience and um, you know they can feed that back to people listening and you know just trying to get the best out of everyone really. Yeah, that's a great thing to do. And uh, can I say you're quite good at it? You know, <laughs> you've got off to a good start, Thanks, haven't mate. you? Yeah, it's been good. It's been yeah. good. I mean, yeah. what what is the sort of how's it been received, and how are you feeling about the venture in general? It's weird putting yourself out there because I'm quite a private bloke. Yeah, um, like taking everything off private, putting it out there. Um, I've not had any. I mean, yeah, I've had pretty much like 99 percent of what I've put out there. Good response. You good. always get the odd you know, one here and there, but I think now I'm six episodes in or whatever it is, um, I, I, I don't worry about that now. Yeah. It's quite, when my first one or two, I was like reading through the comments, like, right, who's going to, who's going to, you know, grill me for this. But no, it's been pretty good to be fair. So, I mean, there's a huge learning curve with it, isn't there? I mean, there's so much fumbling in the dark sort of feeling at the beginning, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, as you say, you're six in now, so you, mm. you're probably finding your way a bit. There's probably few cringe factors from the one or two yeah the first episodes mate, you said that to me on the first one didn't you, you said you, oh you, when you look back on like the first couple when you've done a few you'd be like what was I doing <laughs> yeah but it's but, a learning curve there's a saying if you're not embarrassed by the first thing you put out you started too late yeah yeah so yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think that's a good thing I think that shows growth personally yeah. but I mean um how how have you sort of how have you found is, is it what you expected um I suppose is the question I'm, I don't really, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. No. So, yeah, 
I think it's I think more so now because it's settled down. Yeah. I'm more comfortable within myself doing it. Um, you know, meeting new people that I've never met before. Yeah. With a camera, with audio, it's like and everyone's gonna hear it and there's no second chances. It's sort of yeah, you gotta get there's a bit of pressure to get it right, isn't there? Yeah, you have to a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. So um you know you're not, you can't really go, Oh, sorry mate, we, that was all a bit messed up. Can we do it again? <laughs> like from the start and uh yeah so yeah it's... i've had friends before that have done the thing that we all fear they forgot to press record mm. i know someone who's done that <laughs> have you done that no no <laughs> but um yeah i had an issue on one of the well one of the videos that went viral well i suppose viral but it had quite a few views it had like thirty thousand views on youtube and um the, the the camera would the memory card would not accept what are you saying I couldn't do anything about it. I didn't have a spare one on me, which is a schoolboy hour. Should always have more than one. Um, so it was recorded off the phone, which was lucky. I had something to put on YouTube, but yeah, I got you read through the comments, and it's like, is this a police interview? Because like he's literally in the corner. It's like we had like we had like powerful lives. Um, we had uh, what was it like? A, I had a new like poster made, put on the yeah. wall. It was looking really good and professional. <laughs> and then, because like I only zoom in on him, because you could only get half of me in, because the yeah. room was so small. Um, he was like in the corner, and it looked like you know, no it's comment, no comment, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I say, the purpose of this is is to find out a bit about you, and we'll get onto that in just a second. Because I want to know what it must have been like for you. I mean, how many views did you say that that video got? About nearly 30,000. 30,000. Yeah. I mean, watching that guy, what was you thinking when you saw that? For someone that's never done it before, yeah. what was that? It was like the third episode, wasn't it? I yeah. yeah. Um, well, it didn't take off for like about 10 days. Really? It was like, it was it went up to about six, 700 views. I knew it would because the guy's got hundreds of thousands of followers mm. on YouTube. So I knew it would do, you know, maybe a thousand or two. But um, I basically changed the setting on, on YouTube and it and it just made it go mad and i then shared it on one of his forums on or not his forum but on a forum on social media and then they watched it i guess and then it just sort of went mental it, within within like a day or two um it was like creeping up it, at one point it was like creeping up a thousand views every like three hours what was this yeah. what was the saying you changed <laughs> Um, I think I had it because it was no, no swearing or something. I had oh, it. Okay. I must have like I don't know put it on for, like children so they can watch it because his videos are for children, right? Because it's a family sort of YouTube yeah. channel. So I took that straight off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually rung me up. He rung me up and said, "Take it off because it will go mad," and it did. Wow. So yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> um, I'm really proud of you, mate. Cheers, mate. Good job. Thank You're you. You're doing a great job. So. Um, you know, well done. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Mate, thanks. Um, I just think it's good when I see people like yourself doing a good thing like this. So, you know, congrats and well done. <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. So, I, I fear it's about to get heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's start at the beginning. Tell me about where you grew up and how your family life was. Um, I grew up in, I, I grew up here in Pemrin, in Pemrin in Cornwall. Um, went to school in Pemrin and Cornwall. Um, Pemrin and Cornwall. Went to school at Pemrin uh, Infants Juniors Secondary School. So yeah, born and bred in in Pemrin. Um, yeah, it was it was. I I enjoyed school, but I think when I got a little bit older in my teenage years, it sort of I I, I didn't really like it anymore. No. It, it was. 
I just went to school for the social and the sport and that yeah. was it. But I didn't, yeah, I literally had no interest in learning. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't apply myself. And I didn't, I think that might have, you know, I probably didn't have the right environment at home to learn, I guess. I don't know. Well, I suppose that's sort of what I'm edging towards really. I mean, you and I have spoken privately. You've told me some, some quite remarkable things about your upbringing. Um, things that, must have shaped the person you are today must have had significant impact on you mm. uh, and that mainly uh, was involved around sort of your home life and the struggles that you had to experience with your family yeah do you want well, to talk about that yeah yeah um so my mum had me when she was 17 which is crazy it's you know when you think of a 17 year old person it's like a kid isn't it well it is you can't even buy a pint but um yeah so she had me very young and my dad um uh, he, well, it all went pear shaped. So he ended up moving away when I was probably one. So I didn't really remember him. Um, you ever met him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a good relationship with him now. Um, so yeah, he moved away when I was probably about one, I think. And he moved back up to like Cambridgeshire. And uh, and then, yeah, my, my gran, my nan, sorry, she's got my, my call of nan. She took that like void, I suppose, as a, you know, father figure I guess or second mother I, like I don't a know patriarchal yeah sort of. I suppose and yeah. um yeah so then um my mum met someone else and they had um my half-brother Owen um and they were together probably for about seven or eight years I don't know um yeah so I, I really liked him he was a really really good bloke spent a lot of time with me took me like you know up the field to play football yeah. swimming you know, he invested his time into me. We didn't have a lot of money. You know, I grew up on a council estate. So, um, yeah, money was pretty tight. And, um, yeah, so I was quite close to him. And then within, like, two years, maybe, two or three years, my, like, life sort of dramatically sort of turned upside down because I thought he was my dad. Okay. But I thought it was weird that I used to call him Kevin. Right. So... What age was that? <laughs> um, so, well, well, I'm basically so I, I met my dad when I was like eight. Right. So my granddad, he, um, I used to go around my granddad's house at weekends sometimes, and he was like, "Do you know who your dad is?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's Kevin." He goes, "Well, no, because that's why you call him Kevin." And I was like, "Oh, yeah," you know, like so a you kid. Met, you met your dad at eight, and and, yeah. and when when was you told that? Uh about seven or eight yeah right. so you're sort of almost like preparing you maybe yeah and right. um I met him like he said oh you know he wants to meet you um he's called Mark and he wants to meet you um do you want to see him and I was like yeah didn't really know what to say it's really weird like you just told me someone isn't my dad and now I'm gonna meet someone who is it's quite odd what was your reaction to that I was just naive just right. too young to it was too confusing yeah must and be. then like I met my dad who I thought was amazing like he's a proper man's man like you know, he's always good to me. To look alike. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gutted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd say that me, but <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, probably within a year after meeting him, my mum split up with Kevin. Right. Which like broke me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, I bet. And then my mum met my stepdad. Um, who uh, yeah, I didn't really get on with. I didn't really like him. 
he had two children of his own, so um, he didn't want to invest as much time as Kevin did into me, which right. looking back on, well, as a father or looking back through my childhood, the most important thing a kid wants is that money isn't all flash stuff. It's yeah. just time. Yeah. That's, that's the most important thing in that really yeah absolutely um but yeah you know um it, things got a bit tough then and um yeah i i didn't really like being at home found it very difficult there's a lot of arguments a lot of shouting violence i guess not that i seen any violence but i could hear it mm. um so yeah i used to run away <laughs> still run away yeah I used to run to my grand so she lives in Falmouth, which is from my house. It'd probably be about, I don't know, three miles. What age is that? Uh, nine or ten. Right. Yeah. So on your bike, walking? No walk, yeah. Right. I used to walk on the main road all the way there and knock a door. Because I used to, I was a bit of a goody two-shoes when I was in junior school. So I used to get the job to unstack the chairs and, uh, and uh, like, get the projector ready for all the, like, the hymns and stuff in, yeah. in assembly. And uh, so I, I would leave early anyway. So, yeah, I just, like, used to go there. And then school caught on, I wasn't in school. Then they're asking why. And then, like, yeah, having, like, meetings with teachers. It was a bit awkward. Tough. Yeah, and, like, they're asking why aren't you in school, and you just, like, just start crying because you don't know what to say. <laughs> so so you, you sort of ran away from home? Yeah. And yeah, you I didn't guess, go yeah. to school? Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't a f- frequent thing. It was no. when things just got too heavy, I guess. Yeah, so you would hear a lot of, let, let's call it domestic violence. It not I so wouldn't much... say it was violence. It was just like... Yeah, but more like... Um, an environment. Yeah, that sort of... Yeah. Sort of, um, violence can sometimes... Impl- well, it will imply violence as in physical violence. Mm. But I'm more talking about that sort of... For a child, hearing them raise voices it quite often is enough, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's scary, yeah. especially, like, when my stepdad, he was a head, like, a head doorman in Falmouth and six foot three, like, mm. 19 stone guy, huge guy. And my Kevin's, like, five foot nothing, so... Was there alcohol involved? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, yeah, pretty shit. Like, the... Um, I remember once there was... I was sat upstairs, like absolutely shitting myself because like the kitchen was getting smashed up downstairs like yeah it was all getting turned over so but you know you used to so so moments like that you'd want to escape and you go to your grands yeah yeah or your nans yeah my nan yeah yeah Yeah. so but uh if it wasn't that if it wasn't going to hers it would be escape go to sport right okay when you went to your nans was that okay yeah 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 you looked after there, and your yeah. granddad. They, they so together. they split up, oh, okay. and she, um, she's with, she was with my step granddad, um, who, um, yeah, he's a real good bloke. Mm. Um, yeah, supported, supported me financially, doing all the stuff I needed to do. So he was, yeah. Do you have a good relationship with your mum now? Um, yeah, I find it hard to have a good relationship still. Right, it's hard when I, you've got no memories in. Guess so. Yeah. Yeah, especially when. I found that when you have a child of your own, it provides another context and that becomes difficult. Yeah, that makes things so, like, different. Like, you look at things so differently. It does. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes you're like, ah, yeah, that's quite hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other times you're like, why couldn't you have just, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. I find it hard to, like, have relationships with people. Hmm. Like, I don't know. 
I just, I find it a struggle, like a battle, like, um, I don't know. Do you think you have issues around trust? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe a bit of paranoia. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard when you, when you see sort of, when your early upbringing shows you relationships in a certain context, mm. that becomes almost like your benchmark. You yeah, know, yeah, your yeah. benchmark for relationships and you know you can go into further relationships with with very skewed views you know yeah, of course, yeah. why bother with this why bother with that or, or, or no idea how to be affectionate mm. no idea how to be loved or love people you know yeah i find it like like um yeah when i when i if i've been in a relationship with someone like you know previous relationships i found it hard to have like I found the relationship with their because the people I've been with always had good relationships with their mum dad mm. or their mum and dad are still together yeah and it's like I don't know I don't know I don't resent them but I don't like I don't know I can't really put my finger on that yeah. I have this sort of weird feeling around it is it grief don't know yeah, Honestly, maybe yeah yeah. Jealousy, maybe, I think. Jealousy, grief, you know. Grief is a funny word because it encapsulates a lot of feelings all in one, a lot yeah. of emotions. Yeah. Because anger is, is one that's really easy for especially men to uh, to sort of relate to. Yeah. But anger's not an emotion, it's a reaction. So when you go to something like grief, that's a collection. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. It, yeah, I think it was probably a lot of jealousy, to be honest. Right. Because, like... Lot of it. I didn't have that um, resentment. Yeah, I didn't have like father figure. Mm. I was craving it, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, especially like getting older because my dad lived so far away. He couldn't be, you know, he couldn't put my hand on the back of my shoulder and say, "No, son, don't do that." You need, yeah, <laughs> stay away from all of them. <laughs> um, you know, guide you here and there. You yeah. know, it, that's what I needed massively that's what every man needs every yeah. boy needs every, every person you know every male or female you need that father figure and that mother figure they, mm. they have different roles yeah yeah they can do the same role but there's more of a, a maternal feeling to a mother there's more of a sort of uh, lack of a better way of putting it a certain strength to to a father you know um stability or something like that yeah yeah so um you went to see your gran um, you, you've told me one or two things about your gran. Uh, yeah. Are you able to talk about that? Yeah. On this, on this yeah, platform? yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, your relationship with your gran obviously changed over time. It did. It was, you know, my gran was my hero. She was my, like, you know, I thought she was like the best person in the world, like completely. Hmm. And then... I I think I think I just tried to be so naive to sort of protect myself a little bit yeah. when I was growing up and you know I, I sort of figured out that people didn't get on with my gran my family didn't speak to her sorry my nan um, my fam like family didn't speak to her she didn't have a lot of friends and the ones she did have didn't hang around and um, and then I sort of learnt that I guess why because she had a lot of p uh, mental health issues right. personality like, disorders diagnosed um, yeah right she's massively massively slipped through the system right hugely slipped through the system she's still with us yes yeah okay. um the ship the system has massively failed her um and 
a lot of people that have been affected by her, mm. unfortunately. So, yeah, um, I, I grew to understand that she had, like, a lot of depression. Um, How did that happen? Um, so she would, I'd, she'd cry a lot. Right, she'd cry okay. a lot for no reason. And then, yeah, she she's not one to hold back and say what she actually thinks, which I suppose is quite a good thing, but probably isn't a good thing for her. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the the thing that really, like, opened up on that was the suicide thing. Right. So I would... Do you find that hard to say? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Like, no, like, a lot of people that I, I'm good... Don't mate. let me push you where you No, 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 yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, a lot of mates that I, you know, I've known for years probably don't know this, but, yeah, I used to... Um, stay hers on a weekend sometimes then I know when I wake up on a Monday that like she's not right mm. and uh, yeah you go to school and um, you know what you're coming back to right and there's been a few times where that's happened where she's been OD'd on the floor I found her you found that yeah 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 a couple how of times how old were you then um, probably started from the age of about 13 so 13 years old yeah you come home and find that yeah it would always be when my granddad, because he worked offshore on okay. like boats and oil rigs and, you know. Is that your granddad so, or the step Step-granddad, step sorry. Step yeah. He would work offshore, so it would he would be away for six to eight weeks. And that's when the episodes would happen. You can't contact him because he's in the middle of like China Sea or something. Right. Um, and what can he do anyway? He's... <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you know, because, well. because of that, um, my mum didn't have a good relationship with my gran. I couldn't talk to anyone about it like no one <laughs> so at 13 do you say yeah yeah 13 years old you felt a feeling of responsibility oh massively for, yeah. for your nan who was suicidal um, yeah and when i say suicidal you you were seeing these attempts yeah, yeah 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 what did you do when you came home to that uh i don't know like obviously one or two times i had to call an ambulance and i found a I don't know what, uh, yeah, I walked in, the door was open and there was pills all over the table and, and I was like, what the fuck, so she, something fell out the cupboard and I uh, walked into the lounge and then like, she was on the sofa with her head like collapsed, sick all down over her tongue hanging out and I was like, I just didn't even touch her, I just sat down and looked at her and I was like, you're fucking dead. Like, you thought she was dead? Yeah, I thought she was dead, yeah. Wow. And I was like, fuck me, like, I, I was just... I felt, I can't even explain it. I felt mm. nothing. Didn't feel angry, didn't feel sad, didn't feel upset, didn't feel happy, didn't feel anything. I felt absolutely nothing. It was so strange. It's such a strange feeling when you think someone's dead. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I do need to check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't find a pulse. Um, and no, sorry, that was the other way around. I couldn't find a pulse. I rang the ambulance, said like, you know, this is what's happened. They had to ask me how many pills that she swallowed. It was like near 300. She swallowed 300? Yeah, all the paracetamol, all the, like, diazepam, all the mental health pills, everything for, like, a month wow. that she would have saved up. Yeah. She probably saved them. So then, yeah, I couldn't find a pulse. Top phone the ambulance. They said, yeah, they'll be there. When, when you say she saved and you think it might have been planned? Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. Like, you don't just, oh, oh I'm going to go and do that. It's premeditated but when the ambulance guy turned up he was like so calm 
Mm. He was. It was so weird. He he walked in and didn't even rush. And I was like thinking, like, like, come on, hurry up. And he's like, oh no, she's she'll be fine. He picked her up, and all of a sudden she's like, fine. Brought her around. Don't know how they did it, but I couldn't find a pulse probably because I didn't know what I was doing. Well, maybe. But, you yeah. were 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that one was probably about 14 or 15, but... That's not old. No. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say, hearing you say that, that I'm really sorry that happened to you, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. It's, uh... Shit happens, as they say. Well, that is significant. Do you recognise the significance of that? Do uh, I don't, I don't know. I just sort of... When it happens, I feel anger. Right. Complete anger. Does it still happen? Um, I don't know because I've cut, had to cut her off out of my life now right, for the sense. sake of my children yeah okay. but so they don't experience that yeah, um, yeah but it was just pure anger because it was like how could you do that to me you felt let down yeah you knew I'd find you and like you're meant to be my I don't know I'm no hero, but you're meant to be like you know my number one mm. go-to person that I need the most, and you, 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 you know. Do you mind me summarising this? What I mean is, go on. You, you're you're at home, and there's violence or or raised voices. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, not I physical. I won't say physical violence. No, no but um, there, there's. There's uh, an atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's a hard place to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of raised voices, and you were scared. You were scared to be at home. Mm. So Not you, always, but yeah. Sometimes when things got sour, when it it was the drinking. When they would drink, I, I would hide right. <laughs> in my room. <laughs> and then to feel safe, you go to your nans. Um. Yeah. And then you go to your nans, and that's then I have to got deal with that shit. Yeah. Mate, it's hard. Mm. It's hard to hear, let alone to experience. How are you feeling? You're right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Like, it's weird just talking about it. Like, no, I don't know. No, it must be. I don't ever talk about it because I don't feel like I'm I need to. I'm not surprised, to. mate. I'm not surprised. I have d- you ever, you know, don't have to answer the question, but have you no. ever spoken with anybody on an official capacity? No. 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 Any sort of therapy? No. No. It's no. a lot to unpack, mate. I, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I don't know. I just sort of. I've just got on with it. I've used it as sort of fuel, to be honest. So my my uh, motivation and for you know escaping all of that sort of I guess I guess you'd call it bullshit is to go and play sport. So I would put myself in an environment with you know 15 guys and go and play rugby and beat the shit out of each other. But <laughs> um, you know that was my escape. Whenever something kicked off. Or if there was something going on at home, I would do well that game. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've spoken to me before about, you know, some dealings with the police at school. And you've, there's also been some sort of national press on, on your on your grand. Yeah, yeah. Man. So she's, she's like... Um, sorry, what, did, what was the first thing you said? The... You said the national press. What was, what was before that? Yeah, so you you you'd had some sort of you know police. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the police thing. So it's going well at school. <laughs> so yeah, with like regards to like dealing with her when my granddad was away, it was the the police would get called because she'd say, oh, "I'm going to go and do this," and it would happen, and then they would ring me up 
while I was in school saying, we've got your gran here, you need to come and sort her out. It's like, hang on, mate, like, 15, I've got science in a minute. <laughs> so the police are coming to school? No, they'd ring me on my mobile. Yeah, right. So, like, back then I'd have a little flip phone or Nokia 3210. Did they know your age? No. Right. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it was what it was. So. How did that make you feel, mate? Um, I just felt like saying, you know, go away. You know, I don't want to... responsibility for 15. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. You know, I've bailed her out of Campbell and Nick. I don't know how many times. You'd think she's 18, but she's, like, in her 70s. So, yeah, like... Um, it's just, I think a lot of it is with her mental health and drinking. So she's been banned from drink driving, like, three times. Um... Yeah, so obviously when you get arrested, you need to get home, don't you? So here I am at four o'clock in the morning driving to Camborne to go and get my grandmother. It's a bit embarrassing, but... I suppose it is. It's all right, because it's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's still, it's not ideal. Um, I also mentioned the national <clears throat> press. Do you, want, do you want to speak about yeah, that? Yeah, obviously that was in the paper. Then it goes to Cornwall Live and then it goes to... What What was in the paper exactly? Um, Like what she's done. And then she had an incident with a... Um, obviously all the driving stuff and then she had issues with her neighbours right so there was a massive like log of calls that they would report from her I think it was like probably in its hundreds of like incidences and then like poisoning their, their, their pets and going outside with a knife and yeah just sort of stupid stuff really yeah. and um, yeah so she ended up nearly going to prison for that she escaped it she was in the papers like the sun the mirror all that sort of stuff for like neighbours from hell did, <laughs> she did, probably <laughs> did people uh, were you still at school when that happened uh, no. no that was probably only a couple of years ago maybe three or four years ago oh really okay mm. okay right, and, and was she in your life at that point yeah so she was always in and out of it because I could only take so much yeah um, she hasn't got anyone so I've always and I've always had a relationship with her, so I just felt like, like you know, responsible, I guess, or hard. It's a hard. Bond sorry to break. for her. Yeah, it's a hard bond to break. It's, um, mm. you know, you're a hell of a guy, man. Because <laughs> you know, we we, she would with the sport. Um, I was um, playing a lot of sport when I was a kid, and I travelled all over the country, and she took me. So a lot of people used to think she was my mum, right? Because she was quite young. She wasn't an old grandma. Um, yeah, so with that, you know, we've been through a lot of guests together. I mean, I'm going to move on to the sport in a minute because I think that's quite a pivotal part in your life. Yeah. Um, but just to sort of sort of finish that conversation, I suppose, how do you think that those childhood experiences have impacted your life? Uh, it sort of made me want to do well for myself from get-go. It was, I remember just sitting there once and thinking I'm going to show you all you know and yeah I didn't know how I was going to do anything for myself but I had to do something um, Do you think there was a point where you realised it was down to you? Oh yeah definitely yeah. I had no yeah you we'll get into that in a minute when else. you said about the sport that was yeah a massive thing with you know not having Again, you know, all the other parents were there 
telling their kids what to do in, yeah. in the coach's ear yeah. and I didn't have that and anything yeah, I sort of, to say on that no not really mate no 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 well done, mate that's yeah. been tough to talk about yeah it wasn't easy I suppose no. <laughs> just weird talking about it I bet I bet there was a point obviously as we discussed that you discovered sport yeah um, do you believe this became sort of an outlet to channel your emotions then is that what you were sort of touching on that earlier oh yeah completely it was an escape from everything it was but with that in mind I, I was not blowing smoke up my own backside but I'm Think one of those can, mate. One of, yeah alright okay well here you go and then go listen it. up here we go um, no uh, I'm one of those annoying people that's really good at everything right uh, and it yeah so at one point I was well I, yeah at one point I was playing sport every single day of the week what so, sports so I was playing at one point I was playing county sports three county sports at one time so I squash cricket and rugby all at the same time um so yeah some days I'll be doing sport twice a day hell plus a whatever I'm doing in, in school it's a hell of a combination that. yeah it's a weird combination <laughs> well wow, it's quite a physical combination yeah, yeah. so um Do you yeah. have a lot of energy as, a, as so much so much energy if you've got a ball I'm interested right like that's all I cared about was just yeah get getting getting amongst it and I was just um it was sort of as soon as I step on that court, stepped, put my helmet on to go and bat, or um, put my rugby kit on. That was like I've just walked into like you know what it's like when you go in a gym and you've, mm. you're going to work out and everything that's happening in your life is out the front door. Yeah. That's sort of what it was like for sport for me. It was it was an escape, so I was sort of addicted to sport. Was there sort of like a sense of freedom that came with that? Yeah, too? complete, completely. Yeah, I wouldn't. It, yeah, and looking back on what I've done and where I am with sport now I completely played on emotion so I was always in my head I'm better than you Mm. you're not going to be better than me Mm. I'm going to win and that's the end of it Um, whether I did or not it was another matter but you believed it was my belief yeah yeah, and I was just desperate to win desperate it wasn't a case of I want to win I was desperate to win but you believed you could yeah I did yeah um yeah because I knew I had I guess a bit of talent with it and a capability but that only gets you so far did you get a lot of support from the sporting clubs did they did they notice the talent and encourage yeah yeah Yeah. they did yeah yeah definitely um yeah I did get a lot of um, with cricket, I was quite lucky because, like, my count- the county coaches were in the same club. Right. So, you know, I, I had, a, uh, yeah, I'd be doing one-to-one coaching and then club cricket, um, club rugby, county cricket. It would be all in, like, the week. It's just chaos. <laughs> I had, at one point, a physio. The school paid for knew what was going on, and then they paid for a physio to come in and sort out my back and my knee and stuff in school time, in between lessons which was quite nice of them. And um, and then it came a point where I had to quit squash because my knees couldn't take it. Just like running, stop, turn, and like my mm. ligaments were killing me. So it's quite savage. Yeah, so I just sort of stuck to rugby and cricket. And then I kind of knew that I wasn't really going to be any anything with rugby. I knew I was a good player, um, but it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, but cricket was always like all my friends and family always said oh you you know you, you could do really well with cricket what age was that um t- 
teenage years, probably 14, 15, 15, 14, 15, 15. probably 15. So would you say around so around 15, did you start to specialise in cricket? Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. Um, I was playing cricket probably five times a week. Mate, yeah. yeah. Um It was pretty cool. You must have become really good at that. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. So when I, when I was 15, I was... Oh, was it 15 maybe 16 15 16 I had a I played a game where the there's a a, 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 cl- a, well, it's a club I suppose called the lashings and basically all the professional international players play for this club from all over the world and they go around to the communities and play against teams and I played against them at Falmouth and I won the man of the match for that wow. and then one of them went back to um, they spoke to someone at Somerset I think because Somerset is a professional club and uh, they said oh you know about me and I ended up getting a sponsor so I was sponsored from all my kit remember going up there just invited up and they were like oh yeah yeah go in the shop and just pick out what you want I was like kid at Christmas I was like this is the most amazing thing ever <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I dare say you deserved it, mate. <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, and then with that, I was in like um, I did like a some um, a West of England sort of squad thing. So like you, you go on to be like a in your region sort of for England. Um, I got to like pretty far in that, and yeah, then I had Charles for Somerset. And I completely ruined that. We spoke about that before, didn't we? Um, I had a, a trial for a con- to get a contract, and yeah, I completely screwed it up. Well, we got different views on that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I see it quite the same way you do. But yeah, well, I, 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 I understand your views. I, I basically, I've been having a lot of one-to-one coaching and really working hard on crafting my trade as a spin bowler. Um, anyone who doesn't know anything about cricket, basically, you've got batters and bowlers. Some bowlers run in the ball fast, some try and spin the ball, which is quite an art. So I, I was really trying to, uh, I probably spent a lot of money and a lot of time and effort doing that. And I went to this trial and I thought, oh, well, I'll bowl a few bowls, bowl a few few spinners and then I'll come in and just bowl really fast because they'll be really impressed with that. Why would I ever do that? Because like, I've never done that before. Um, so I did that, I'd done absolutely terrible and there was eight guys that was in this trial. Five of them got a contract, I think. Um, I went. I went and had a bat. Did all right. And then they did a bleep test. And I was like, I was like, literally, I remember sitting down thinking before this bleep test, I've completely ruined this chance of getting in this. There's, there's no chance they're picking me. I've completely ruined it. So I'm just going to go all out on this. They might think I really want it, so they'll let me in I don't know <laughs> so yeah um I did uh, a bleep test and the guy that was like came second he dropped out at like level 12 which I've done a bleep test not long ago and it was bloody hard and I've got like <laughs> yeah. 10 or 11 and uh yeah he dropped it like out at like 12 and I was like I'm not stopping I said to this guy while I was running next to him I was like I'm not stopping mate and uh he was like neither am I and then like two goes next he dropped out and uh I just kept going and the coaches were like, yeah, keep going, keep going. I got to like level 15, I think it was. And like, I just couldn't even, my eyes were going blurry. I could barely like see what I was doing. I was sweating and just, yeah, I was a mess. But I was just like, I'm not stopping. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're turning the machine off. <laughs> just stop. I went through the back door and in this hall into like a little courtyard and uh, just like had a panic attack. 
um, just couldn't breathe. Like, obviously, I couldn't breathe because I just did all that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just freaking out because I yeah. knew I'd lost this contract. And yeah, so I was out there crying and just I was a mess. I mean, my point of view on that is that where was your mentorship? I mean, what, uh, yeah, what I didn't age have was one. that? Sorry? What age was that? Uh, I was 16. 16 years old, you mm. made the decision to to be a fast bowler instead of a spin bowler yeah. uh, at a trial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, being a coach myself and having coached in different sports, you know, you have a game plan for, for, for opportunities like that. You plan for it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you have a game plan. You, you're not, you're not advanced enough. You're not mature enough to understand that at 16. No. And that's where we differ because, you know, you say you messed it up, but I, I don't say you messed it up. I no. just think it was just as life had, had thrown you many times up until that point, you, you were dealt a bad hand, you know? I just think I, um, I, just, I was just so desperate to impress them. Yeah, and, and that's what 16-year-olds do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't know what to you do. You did everything a 16-year-old does, man. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong, you know? That's my point. My yeah. point was, you didn't do anything wrong. You did what any 16-year-old would do. You know, we've got kids, we see what they do. Yeah. They make bad choices. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what kids do. Loads, yeah. <laughs> Don't but, touch that button. It's like <laughs> telling them to touch the button. <laughs> so he obviously wants me to touch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so like with that and, you know, after that it was, it all sort of went downhill, I guess. Like I played the rest of the season and then... When did you hear back from them? Did you hear on the day? Or no, it? it was like I got a letter um, just saying, yeah, unfortunately you haven't been successful excuse me but um yeah so yeah I obviously was pretty gutted I thought there'd be another opportunity elsewhere um that just didn't come around I sort of just had the assumption that it's just gonna happen Mm. I didn't know how I didn't know where when didn't know how to create opportunity no I had no idea and being down in Cornwall you know it's another thing with the um the podcast, you know, we're so disconnected down here that yeah. geographically, yeah, like it's so far away. You know, Somerset is the nearest professional club, so it was. Yeah, I, it just didn't happen. I ended up getting a, an apprenticeship in gas engineering, doing that, and then you know, back to league cricket in Cornwall. And after that, I, I ended up. I think within three years, I was playing Division Two cricket in Cornwall from standing next to who's now the vice captain for the England test team, Joss Butler and uh, Jack Leach and James Vince and all that lot. Um, yeah. Playing with them to playing division two cricket in Cornwall within three years. I, I sort of had a point where I'd given up with, with cricket to be honest. And I just wanted to play for the enjoyment. I just play with my mates. And can um, you do that now? Yeah I, yeah, I can, but I don't, I don't. I don't really look forward to cricket anymore. No. I. I just. Um, because I got a family now, I just want those days, for, you know, with the family and go to the beach. And I don't look at sport the same anymore. Because I, I like you know I said about playing off emotion. Yeah. It was all emotion. Mm, I understand that. It, it was. I had to. I was desperate. I remember that with fighting. I remember I used to have all this anger and all this rage, and then I met my wife, and it all went away. And I remember getting in the mm. ring and my, my coach said to me, you're going to get hurt one of these days <laughs> unless you find that, that fire He's again. just there like dreaming about it. Yeah, I'm there going, oh, what? what? We'll go out for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> oh, bang. Yeah, I'll have. Yeah, I mean, so, something strikes me in that conversation. You, you've had um, 
a lot of rejection in mm. your life. Yeah, 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 I guess so. You know, you, you had the rejection from from your parents, and then again with uh, your nan, and then again with cricket. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I guess so. But how do you process that? I don't know. I just look, keep going forward. So with the um, well, obviously the sport sort of taking a turn. I had to plow my energy into something else. I guess that was work. Um, and I got a house, bought a house when I was 22, which was nice because that gave me that escape to be away from everyone. Yeah. Although when was I was... with somebody or... No, on my own. Right. I had a three-bedroom house on my own. I still live there now, but it was at the same time very lonely. Mm. Like, really lonely. It's weird. No, I can't. But at the same time... It's always the same when, like, you're not with someone. You're used but, to chaos. Yeah, but I like my own company. Mm. So it'd be all great in the week. And then, like, weekend, yeah, go, go out for a few beers after and all that. Sundays are like, oh, like, it's always the same. I'm not, mm. no, I'm no different to any other lad that will it, be single. Like, everyone wants to have a bit of company now and then. Mm, but, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess, I don't know, like, because I was busy with work and, you know, yeah, I don't know. My mate, I had like I had mates, but and I have mates, but you know, everyone moves on. Everyone has different stages of their life, and absolutely, you can't be hanging, hanging out the back of someone constantly, can you? Like, well, I mean, it, you know, something that always... not that I meant like friendship-wise. Not, <laughs> I was just going to move yeah, on. I needed, but... to, I needed to get that in. <laughs> no, I mean, something that strikes me again there is 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 the fact that you know you were used to chaos you were used to um a lot of chaos it's the only way yeah. to think about it they're saying in in so many different ways and just because it was bad for you it doesn't mean it wasn't comfortable because it's what you're used to right i say yeah i mean i say all this and i said about what like what we've just talked about but mate i was a happy kid that's Even, amazing that's great no that is really great. i look back on my life and like I've only got, yeah, those like all the bad shit happened, but mm. I sort of put it to one side, and I just think like I don't know. I know like, now talking about it right now, I just feel a bit. How can you say that? But mm. I, I was a happy kid, mate. No, that's an exception. I, I mean, that's like that's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's it. Wasn't crazy. all doom and gloom? Like no, it, like it, I did have good is, times you know, and never like is. family, and you know, I'm no different to. I didn't. I don't. I never seen myself as different to anyone else. You are. And when I say that, I mean that in a complimentary way. I don't mean that derogatory. You, you're exceptional. You know, to go through what you went through and to come out as stable as you appear, and to to do the things for somebody just to say, "I'm going to start a podcast." I know how hard that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not easy. No, you know? it's not, mate. Uh, to, to, and to create that and uh, to find a way, even tonight doing this, to find a way to do this. Yeah, you know, just as a credit to you, mate. Really Cheers, is. mate. Thank you, thank you, John. I'm going to change lanes, man. Yep. What's your current motivation? Um, right, well, obviously, this is this is this is my motivation. This this podcast, um, it's something that's very unknown from the start. But it's you know what it's like when you set up a podcast, starting with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know how much is involved, mm-hmm. so you have to want to do it. Yeah, and I do. came to a point in my life where I was like, right, I need to do something different. I, I just need to make a change. We spoke about this, I think, on the first episode with you um, when you came on. 
as a guest on my first episode and uh, you know I, I really I really love doing this podcast this podcast game is it's brilliant yeah. you get to meet new people and you get to inspire people I guess do you get a lot of messages yeah you've been, you've been Mate, I've, yeah I've had people message me that I've not seen for like 20 years out of the blue again, mate. You wait till this goes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's so like humbling to think, and you know, when they say, oh, you know, I watched the podcast the other day, mate. That was really, really good. Really good. Well done. Keep it going. Keep looking forward to the next one. That's, That's like, oh, thank you so much for that message. I really needed that right now. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? When you have days go by and, you know, maybe there's no movement here or no movement there. You start to think, oh, well, am I wasting my time? And, mm. you know, am I making a fool of myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings go through yeah. your head. And then you get that message at the right time that you're in. Mm. It's like, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no definitely. one cares about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of effort. Mate, it is. And if I'd, you don't get anything back, it can no, be hard. Yeah, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to shove stuff around people's throat. It's hard with social media, isn't it? Mm. Like, you, you, I don't want to come across as annoying or you want to be doing the right things. It's It's not easy. But at the same time, you need right to keep reason. you keep you need to keep on it, don't you? The social media. But you're so. doing it for the right reason. You're yeah. not you're not somebody who's trying to get some sort of fame or anything like that. You're no. doing it because you want to expose these these powerful lives to people, yeah. so that they get that comfort, that support, that oh, I'm not on my own. Yeah, definitely. That feeling. Yeah, yeah. Or or seeing some of the guests you've had. Oh my gosh! Look what's possible. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. You know, all of the guests you've had. You know. They've all achieved things. Um, I'm saying that as I realise I'm in that thing. <laughs> but, this is know. a bit of self-promotion here. <laughs> uh, the shame is kicking off big time. Uh, but yeah, you know, they've all achieved Self-promotion coach. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've all achieved things that um, that arguably they shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. come through life at a disadvantage. You know, yeah. People like Zoe, who has had everything thrown at her and, and come through. People... Um, what we guess, as I say, you know, mm, yeah. they've, they've all had a little something about them. Um, has it helped you move forward in life, this podcast? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's given me a lot of self-confidence. Yeah. For sure. You must have felt that when you started, when you started to get a few, you know, people saying, you know, what you're doing well with it. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good episode. And it does give you a little bit of self-confidence, especially when, um, you know, you've done a couple of episodes. That really does help. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite fulfilling. Yeah, it is. It, and it's like, nice, like you say, to get the feedback. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say what my ep- favourite episodes are. Sorry, I don't wanna, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> some of them, some of my favourite ones, yeah. like, not, not necessarily, be might more have more views than others. It, yeah. it, it's, you know what I mean? It's not about getting all the numbers all the time. No, you know, and, that, and that's it, isn't it? It's not about having the biggest social media influences. It's about people telling compelling stories interesting stories yeah. stories that inspire motivate encourage support you mm. know and i think you're doing that thanks you're doing a great job Cheers, you know? mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're coming to the end yeah and we can't get through this about talking about your wonderful family oh yeah look at that i love that straight away <laughs> a big smile on your face you know it's she- been it's been a hard hard podcast this so yeah I, well, like, she, I like to finish on something and put oh, a smile cheers, on your face, mate. mate yeah tell me about your beautiful well, family i seen her <laughs> earlier and she was like well actually i drove past it to get here today and she turned around and came and met me in the car park and she was How like excited he is. yeah <laughs> well no this is the bit she's like oh, don't forget to give me a shout out i was like all right then go on then <laughs> <laughs> <For> it, <mate. laughs> <Yeah>. hi christine <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no. So um, yeah, we've been together for um, five years now, and um, yeah. So she's Christine, my partner. She's got um, two boys of her own, Logan and Theo, and um, and we've also got one of our own as well. So yeah, Jesse, and he's he's three, and the others are eight and nine. So yeah, it's um, a houseful. Yeah. So um wow. But yeah, it's um it's been pretty crazy cuz when I met Christine I wasn't really looking for someone who had children. You know, not, not many people are, you know, it, especially <laughs> a young man in his 20s, you don't want to be looking intentionally for someone who has children, are you? You're going to be looking for that one-to-one sort of thing with not having that sort of um extras that come with it and, and that just goes to show how much you know it's sort of a credit to her well not credit to her but um goes to show that what we what I saw in her Mm. I think that's the right thing to say what I saw in her yeah I guess so but (laughs) 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 but you know um I'm trying to find the right words to say it and that connection I think we had that such good connection yeah that what came with it didn't matter Mm. Um, and you know, obviously, before we can put our, our, ourselves in the in the light, we have to put the, the kids first. So, mm. um, which was quite difficult for me for not having children of my own. Yeah, it's quite. I suspect it was quite an adjustment to go from um, initially no children to like two, then then the third child, two that aren't my own. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like you know, I'm third important, third most important, and that's fine. Yeah. But that was quite a strange thing to get involved with do you know what I mean when you're in a relationship it's just you and them but you know you're not important anymore so well I absolutely understand I got promoted recently because the goldfish died (laughs) I was the only one in the house that was doing a little dance because I'd been promoted you know yeah (laughs) because at that point I was fifth (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I've seen you say that yeah that's brilliant yeah but I mean I'm I'm really happy for you man that you found happiness I mean after all that you've been through all the adversity you've had to go up against all the challenges all the yeah all the hardships I'm just really happy that you've managed to find someone that makes you happy and yeah you've got cheers, a nice mate. stable life thanks you know? yeah i mean Cause you really have you know you, yeah you've got a great job you've got a great home life you've got your own home you know you're you're living you're living cornwall you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're living a dream mate. yeah yeah definitely you know, i'm just very as, as somebody you know i have no i haven't known you for a long time but you know we, we're building a great friendship and, yeah and i'm and i'm really proud of you mate you, thank you you know you you're a real sort of credit you're you're a role model i would say that Oh, man. I know you're like, oh, mate, it's no bit, one's it's ever bit much, it's a bit much, Johnny. Come on, <laughs> tell them more, tell them more. <laughs> no, yeah, well, no, no, you've written it here, mate. Yeah, you oh, said yeah. to call me a role model. <laughs> put, put it down, put it down. But yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, I really appreciate that. Nice. I really do. I mean, Thank you. I mean, um, and just before, like, I guess we finish. Um, you know, the relationships now that I've had from home since I've moved away moved out and that and we've got a good relationship now my mum and my stepdad yeah so we've rebuilt those bridges and you know those like our our boys go around to play in their swimming pool at home and swimming swimming pool is not that big but um you know they go around and you know they have forged a, a relationship now so it's good you know things have moved forward and there's no there's no grudges I don't have any grudges from what's happened which is um, great that, yeah that's, that's part of being uh, an adult that's part of being a partner to somebody that's yeah. part of being a father or father figure to yeah. somebody you know 
if you can take anything from what you've experienced, it certainly is what not to do, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that you know firsthand how it feels to be let down, you know? And I guess I, so. I don't see you doing that, you know, I really no. don't. So, you know, I'm really happy to hear that you've, 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 you've mended them bridges and that, you, you know, you have such a such a great life that's, thanks mate that's really cool last question and then we'll, we'll finish up yeah if i can make that decision <laughs> yeah go on then um, go on then host what's the future plans for the podcast um yeah so i did a little small little update video like on social media i saw that i was excited yeah <laughs> i just um i just need a little bit of a break from it to be honest you know it just yeah. reset where i'm going with it and just reevaluate what i'm doing make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just want to get the podcast. I'm, I've got a few ideas now that I've put pen to paper and I, I want to... Can you speak about them or not? Really? Uh, not I'm going to see much, but I'm going to, yeah, hopefully it's going to expand. Um, I want to get a, more of a professional camera set up, um, you know, and have people dealing with the social media, dealing with the editing and, um, you know, dealing with recruitment. So, yeah. Getting guests. Just grow it. You know, yeah. like we've spoke before, it's not yeah. going to blow up overnight and I won't be, you know, buying any super yachts soon. So, <laughs> it's, and that's never... Oh, what? It, yeah. It's, that wasn't in the intentions anyway. It's not about no, the no. money because the podcast isn't making money, but... No, no, it costs money, but... <laughs> you know, if it, if it does make money eventually, if it yeah. can be monetized, then that'll be just put back into the podcast to create better content. Mm -hmm. That's what I want from it, you know, and um, I want it to just grow and reach as many people as it can and hopefully inspire as many people as it can. Mate, I wish you all the best. I really, really do. You know, you're a top bloke. As I say, I genuinely mean it. You're a role model. You really Mate, are. And uh, no, you that's are. That's crazy. No, ever no, said no that. it's crazy. But, you know, any there'll there'll be kids believe me believe me there'll be kids there'll be there'll be young men young young women listening to this and they will go oh my gosh it, it does get better yeah yeah i definitely. can come out of this all right yeah and that's 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 you all over man that's what the message you're trying to put out there you know yeah. you're not doing this because you want sympathy cards you're doing this because you want to tell that that person that's listening hmm. it will get better yeah, yeah you can get through it and you know just hold in there if you if you want it bad enough you will get through it perfect you you will it, it's, it's only down to yourself yeah at times because you might only have yourself mm. so you've just got to keep going and you can rely on yourself yeah you can use it as yourself. use it as fuel to to just to, to move forward and, and be the best you can be so perfect mate thank you very much for having me on here to do this with you yeah it's been a great experience and uh, you know i wish you all the best bud cheers mate no i'll shake your hands yeah. cheers pal right, nice one friends. yeah cheers, <laughs> cheers pal <laughs>